Welcome back to Hot Mike with Houston and Hogan. Randy Houston and Dave Hogan telling old radio stories and talking about country music. Uh, and some of our, both of our careers involved a lot of uh, country music back in the formative days. Dave more so than me, but we've been talking about Willie Nelson. Uh, and what a deep, deep well that is, Dave. Turn out the lights. The party's over. Yeah. Do you remember Howard Cosell and Dandy Don Meredith on football on television? And Don Meredith, when the when that big pass would come, he'd sing that, wouldn't he? Well, when the 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 uh, the game got out of hand and one team got a big lead over the other, and it was going to be impossible for them to catch up, <laughs> he would he would start singing. Turn out the lights, the party's over. And that helped make that song popular. And Willie talks about that in this book. And let's give credit to the book. It's called Energy Follows Thought, The Stories Behind My Songs by Willie Nelson, a brand new book on the market, which you can get wherever you buy your books. Willie Nelson, uh, friends with Woody Harrelson. And Woody Harrelson uh, actually introduced Willie at his 90th birthday party and as, as the introduction was rolling out uh Woody said uh in the past year uh Willie turned 90 and he recorded two albums wrote a book won three Grammys and smoked a bunch of weed <laughs> Willie's known for his marijuana let's talk about that a little bit let's do I heard Willie say one time that he wrote a song called I Gotta Get Drunk, and I, and I really do dread it. Sure do dread it. He wrote that drinking song. <laughs> he calls it a stupid song in his book, the book I referred to. He says, I've written some stupid songs, and I Gotta Get Drunk is one of them. Now, he, I guess every time I've seen a Willie Nelson concert, either live or on TV, he's sung that song. It's, a, it's, it's one of the songs he always includes in his uh, uh, stage shows. He called it a stupid song, huh? He called it a stupid song and he, because when I was drinking, I was stupid. <laughs> I wrote that song what I was living. I could be a smartass, and even today I'm not against smartass songs. They're fun, but the bottom line is that for me, there's nothing funny about drinking. If I hadn't put down the bottle, I'd be dead long ago and never have this chance to write about some of my dumb mistakes. And Willie put down the bottle and started smoking marijuana, and he says that saved his life. He talks about how, and we talked about this earlier when we were talking about uh, some of the addictions that artists face, and Willie talked specifically about how when he started out writing songs and performing, he thought you had to live that life in order to write a successful country song. You had to, you had to write about, you had to live that life of drinking and carousing and, and, uh, and negative thoughts. He talked about how one negative thought can poison your entire system. He is an absolute believer in the power of positive thinking. Uh, and he says that marijuana just, turned all of that around for him, got him out of that genre. You don't have to live that drunkard life 
in order to be successful. And we're not endorsing marijuana in any uh, sense. We're just speaking about what Willie said. And, right. And it may work for some people and, and may not for others. But marijuana, which, oh, when it first became, uh, it, when it first became, started getting popular and was put on the uh, DEA list of dangerous drugs. Yeah. And if you got caught with half an ounce of marijuana, you went to jail. For decades. Yeah. And, but. It has um, become a fact of life in a lot of areas. States like Massachusetts and several others have legalized marijuana, both medically and recreational marijuana. Cheryl Crow talked about uh, when she, uh, on this 90th birthday show, I keep referring to it, but she said Willie Nelson's the only person person I know that's offered my dad a joint. <laughs> uh, Willie, uh, such a, such an incredible artist. And we've listened to, uh, we've, we've talked about a few of the songs that were just giant hits, but did you tell me that there's like over 2,500 songs that he's penned? That, uh, is what he said to, um, Stephen Colbert? Yeah, Stephen Colbert. He was interviewed by Colbert on his tour bus. And he asked, how many songs have you written? And he said, well, somebody, I think he said his daughter, had done a little research and come up with 2,500 and stopped counting at that point. Wow. And in this book, look at this. I wish we could show this to the uh, podcast listeners. Uh, but they might want to snap up the book if they're Willie Nelson fans. He has, you can see that handwriting there. Yeah. That's one of his songs. And he's got a, a page in here. I can't find it at the moment, or I, I would show it to you, Randy. Um, he's got a page here where he has actual photos of some songs that he wrote as a kid. As just a... Just a small seven, eight year old, seven, eight year old kid. Yeah. And he was writing songs then. There it is. Look at that. See that page, two pages of the lyrics of some of the songs that he wrote as a kid. He said it just came naturally to him to be able to put it in song form, a story. It's a, it's a talent that very few people have. I, I, I always use the, when I'm talking about the, the, science or the art uh, the art of songwriting it's a book in three minutes when you when you find a good song yeah it's like a whole book condensed down to about three minutes yeah and willie nelson could do that oh still doing it to this day he's still writing songs and so many of the great uh, songwriters and of course, we're talking both, uh, mostly about country music because that's our background. But uh, it applies to all genres of music. Uh, most uh, much of the music that uh, has been written has been written by people with very little formal education. 
You take Hank Williams, Willie Nelson, and many, many others are people who have no college degree. Right. Some of them didn't even finish high school, yet they could string together words, paint pictures with words. It's an amazing talent, and I've always admired songwriters. Willie got hooked up with a a, a gentleman that I can't remember his name, but who uh, claimed to be an accountant, and he was the one uh, he was recommended to uh, Willie by Waylon, and uh, he was supposed to be taking care of uh, Willie's taxes. After uh, one of the successful ventures that Willie had, and I can't remember if it was a movie or the Stardust album or or what it was, uh, he made a lot of money and uh, supposedly uh, came up with a tax bill of like $2 million on like a $100 million profitable venture of some sort. And this so-called cpa of his told him that 200,000 would take care of his obligation to the irs and willie said i sent him two hundred thousand dollars and thought the subject was closed thought that's a pretty good deal but i'm gonna take it and he said the next thing he knew uh the irs was knocking on his door telling his secretary and people in the office uh you leave you can take your purse and that's it we're taking everything else and that was a dark day 32 million dollars they uh they filed a judgment against willie for 32 million dollars in back taxes uh and i think they settled for a little less than that but it was still millions that willie had to pay and he put out a, a recording called the IRS Tapes. And all the money that was made on that recording went to pay his taxes. He, he made a deal with the IRS. He said, I'm going to put out this album. It's one whole album. And for every one of these albums that sells, you get a dollar. And he had already settled with them on the majority of it, but that was the last four or five million dollars that he owed him came from the IRS tapes came from, uh, a lot of his friends, uh, came to the absolute auction mm-hmm. that they had of Willie's recording studio, his, uh, everything. They auctioned off, as you said, everything, everything. But Daryl Royal was football coach at the University of Texas. Daryl Royal was a was a friend of Willie's and uh, had some money. And he bought, I forget what he bought, but he bought maybe some of the land yeah. that they were auctioning yeah, and gave it back to Willie when everything blew over. Several of his uh, friends did the same thing. The uh, Florida Coach Company that supplied Willie with all of his motor coaches for all the years of traveling they sent money buy what you can with this money and give it back to willie and one of the great stories about how they just came bounding in the irs and padlocked everything everything was trigger they didn't get trigger 
Trigger. How did he hide Trigger? With it, 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 they, they, he won't tell you. And there's a lot of stories floating around. Where was Trigger? Who, when they had, got, who now, had Trigger? Trigger's his guitar. Trigger is the guitar. The guitar. He's had it for, I guess, since he started Yeah, his career. It's a Martin guitar. Um, and there's a lot of stories about who kept Trigger from getting possessed by the IRS. But Trigger survived. And Trigger survives today. Trigger is... Uh, a highly thought of guitar. It, uh, of course, has a hole in it below the the sound hole. A hole. Willie is a a very physical uh, playing guitar player. He's he hits strings hard, and he wore a hole in the uh, in the top of that Martin guitar, and it's cared for by uh, luthiers. Uh, inside bracing and that guitar is just everything to willie you used a word to describe somebody who works on guitars luthier that's what i used to say until somebody corrected well correct me what is it luthier luthier okay comes from the word lute you know there was a musical instrument called the lute an ancient instrument and that's where that word comes from. Biblical times. He's a luthier if yeah. he works on guitars. That's, but I used to say luthier. Somebody who is smarter than me corrected me. Well, you're smarter than no, I. No, 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 the, no. Uh, the guitar is a is a nylon string. He plays what they call cat gut string guitar, mm-hmm. and and it's not a, There's those are not steel strings. Uh, and Willie really gets physical when playing his guitar and it, and old trigger paid the price and has paid the price, but trigger's still working. I promise you. Everyone I'm told of those IRS agents got in line to get Willie's autograph. (laughs) (laughs) I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. They're in luck. Texas, the town, the western town. We told a story earlier, but it's, it bears repeating again. Luck, Texas, the, the western town that he built. Uh, he says, "When you're in, uh, when you're here, you're in luck, and when you're not here, you're out of luck." I love the song "Luckenbach, Texas" by Waylon and Willie. Did Willie write that one? I don't think so i think ed bruce wrote that song i'm not totally sure yeah but i'll check on that that's interesting it always interests interests me about who wrote a song me too me too uh and willie has written songs that so many people have recorded uh outside of country music and uh if there's a song that willie uh, records that someone else wrote that came out in this docu docu series I was watching. How Willie makes every song his. Mm-hmm. When you 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 forget about who wrote that song after you hear Willie sing it. Willie was a DJ early in his career. He DJed uh, down in Texas. Somehow got to Vancouver, British Columbia, and DJed there for a while. And wrote a song called Mr. Record Man. Remember that, by Willie? I do, I do. 
Early on, Willie says, I adopted an attitude that said I could write a song about anything. I could even write a song about a song. <laughs> and that's how he came to write Mr. Record Man. And did you ever see the movie Play Misty for Me? Yes. Yes, about a uh, uh, late night FM disc jockey. A late night disc jockey. Yeah. Clint Eastwood. And Jessica Walter Play starred in that movie, and the song was Misty, a great pop song. Yeah. Originally instrumental, and then somebody wrote words to it, and and uh, Johnny Mathis had a tremendous recording of Misty. That's where the title of the movie comes from, Play Misty for Me. Yeah. And Jessica Walter played a great part in that movie where she would call the disc jockey and uh, request that he play Misty, but she had other motives in mind. Mm-hmm. If you ever get a chance, and and you like that's the first movie. It's it's historical because it's the first movie that Clint Eastwood directed. So if you get a chance to, you know, pick it up on one of the channels that plays the older movies, then it's fun. It's fun to watch. It's a little scary for a DJ. It is scary it's for a DJ. It's really scary yes. for a DJ. Because we've all had some of those callers over the years that uh, were a little uh, left to center or whatever you want to say. Play Misty for me. Hmm. In that uh, song that Willie wrote about... Mr. Record Man? No, the drinking song. Going back to it for just a moment because he uses a line or two in the song about an old joke that most people have heard. He talks about, a guy, I got to get drunk, can't stay sober. There's a lot of people in town that like to hear me holler and see me spend my dollars. <laughs> but he wraps it up by saying, there's more old drunks than there are old doctors. <laughs> so I guess we better have another round. And a lot of people have heard that expression, I'm sure. You said he wrote some, uh, he called them stupid songs. Mm-hmm. That's that's one of them. I, 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 do, let me ask you this. is uh, and that's, I, don't, I haven't read the book, but uh, he, he and Snoop Dogg performed on the birthday party one of Willie's songs called Roll Me Up and Smoke Me When I'm Gone. <laughs> and I don't know if that's listed as one of his stupid songs I or not. I don't think it's in the book. But there are, and I mentioned this to you, there are some songs that Willie wrote in the book that aren't songs that people would immediately recognize. Some of the uh, lesser-known Willie Nelson songs. There are Willie Nelson songs everybody knows, but there are a lot of songs he wrote. Here's one called Opportunity to Cry, a song that I've never heard. And there's a song called it always will be. And here's a song called I Let My Mind Wonder. Here's one called A Moment Isn't Very Long. Songs I've never heard of yeah. that Willie wrote that are in this book. And again, the book is called, we'll send Willie a bill for this. It's called Energy Follows Thought. The Stories Behind My Songs by Willie Nelson. 
We've enjoyed uh, bringing you a couple of podcasts as we uh, enjoy talking about one of the guys that we've spun a lot of his songs over the years and continue to do so now. The best, Great Willie Nelson. The, 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 the best uh, thing I've heard anybody say that describes Willie Nelson, the best description that I've ever heard of Willie Nelson, Willie loves everybody, and everybody loves Willie. Yeah. Or maybe it was the other way around. Yeah. Everybody loves Willie, and Willie loves everybody. Yeah. If you want to, and there are a lot of people in show business like this, and I think it's because they are, they have the opportunity, whether they're actors or singers, they have the opportunity, and we've even experienced that in, in our radio career to work with people who are different from us. Definitely. And and Willie Nelson doesn't have a bigoted bone in his body. Nope. No prejudice against anybody for any reason. Great guy. And uh, Unfortunately, I, I've never had the opportunity to sit down and interview Willie. Me either. And you said that uh, he and Stephen Colbert talked recently on the bus. Most of the interviews that I've ever seen, Dan Rather did a an in-depth interview with Willie. It was done on that bus. You know, Willie got into magic at one time in his career, and I think it was maybe Dan Rather on the bus, and Willie was doing his magic tricks for him. <laughs> He's an excellent card player. <clears throat> yeah. When you're on a bus traveling, you got a lot of time to do a lot of things. And Willie travels with uh, uh, the family. He has done that uh, all through the years. Unfortunately, uh, his sister died, Bobby. Bobby had been with, with Willie. Sister Bobby. R- right from the beginning, playing piano. Talked a lot about Sister Bobby. And and uh, Bobby lived to be, I believe, 92. And Willie is now 90. Yeah. So there's some good genes going around there. Yeah, from Abbott, Texas. All right. Thank you, Dave. I certainly enjoy sitting down and talking about uh, great artists and great uh, experiences we've had in radio. And we'll be back to do that again next time. Turn out the lights. The party's over. Hot Mike with Houston and Hogan. Thank you all. Be sure to click the subscribe button for another episode of Hot Mike with Randy Houston and Dave Hogan.